Hey folks, how the devil are you? Just a quick word before we get into today's episode. We are looking to build our listenership for this show and for the Bristol Made Music platform in general. So if you like what you hear, then why not share this podcast out on your social media? Tell your friends, tell your colleagues, tell your dog. It all helps us reach more fine people such as yourselves. Alright folks, on with the show which is brought to you by myself. So since lockdown, I have been giving guitar lessons via video chat, so if you would like to learn a new skill during these strange and difficult times, then do not hesitate to get in touch with me. I have been playing guitar for nearly 20 years and I customise all my lessons around each pupil's individual needs and personal tastes in music. So whether you're an absolute beginner or well on your way to a rock and roll stardom, I can definitely help you out along the way. Now I know what you're thinking, guitar lessons can be expensive. Well, fear not, I'm currently offering the first lesson for each new pupil at half price of just £15. But it also gets better. If you mention your inquiry to me that you found me through the Simon Campbell incident, you'll get a further £5 off your first lesson. So that's just £10 for your first guitar lesson with me. Not bad, eh? You can find me on Facebook or Instagram by typing in Simon Teaches Guitar, where you can message me directly. That's Simon Teaches Guitar. And you can also email me on my Gmail account, which is simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. That is simonteachersguitar90 number number at gmail.com. My guest today is a singer, songwriter and guitar player. He has a new album called From the Ground Up, which is coming out on August the 25th. Also, back in November, he was my first ever podcast guest. So without any further ado, please welcome my friend... Jake Morgan. All right, Jake, how you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good. How's it going, Simon? Yeah, yeah, all all good, man. Um, can't tell how excited I am to be doing these face-to-face again. Yeah, uh, there's just about two metres between us, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, I'd say so. We had the tape measure out uh, earlier just to, just, to, just to make sure. <laughs> Got to follow the rules, but I uh, can't tell you how much better it is talking to you face to face as opposed to doing it via a screen i know man i don't know when the last time i saw you was oh no i bumped into you when you were on a run on picton street a few yeah. weeks ago didn't yeah. I? <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah that was yeah that was that was fun uh, i mean yeah i was trying to trying to keep healthy uh, <laughs> yeah. you know uh that's what people been talking about with uh, covid uh you know, just been talking about you know social distancing and, and everything like that which is important but gotta keep healthy as well man that that's gonna help yeah, I'm afraid I, I'm not I'm not much of a runner. <laughs> Only if I'm late for a bus or something. <laughs> Fair news, man. Oh, I, I fully rec I, I used to think I wasn't a runner, but then I just um got into it all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, yeah, started off slow, did like my first run runners were only about thirty minutes and I was limping for days after. And then <laughs> I just kept doing it. Uh fully recommend it, but it's not for everyone, so no pressure. Uh, so uh, let's get straight into uh, into into the, the main event today. So we've got loads to talk about, but the main thing we want to chat about is uh, your new record from the ground up, which is uh, due for release. Is it 25th of August it's coming out? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, 25th of August from the ground up. Yeah, that's the one, mate. Oh, mate. Dude, uh, yeah, you were kind enough to uh, send me some... Uh, uh, some samples. Well, actually, you, know, you kind of send me the whole thing privately. Uh, in the oh yeah, you've had the full preview. I've had you? the full preview, <laughs> and yeah, man, I've got to say, congratulations, man! It sounds fantastic. Thanks, man. Had a lot of fun making it, and uh, yeah, five days we recorded that in. Really, just just five days. Yeah, yeah, five days. 
I think that included the mixing as well. Yeah, it did, yeah. Blimey, dude, that's impressive. I mean, um, it's such a... Well, it's economical. I don't know about impressive. <laughs> I'd say it's impressive uh, and economical. I mean, uh, so you were uh, recording that, was it at um, Malthouse Studios? Well, it's, it's the same people who had Malthouse Studios, but they've moved. Oh, okay. And now, actually, when we were there, and it, uh, they didn't have a name for the place, but uh, recently I've been in touch with Dom Mitchison, who mm-hmm. was the producer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did tell me that they've 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 named it. Oh, I remember. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. I have to get back to you on that. Yeah, one. yeah, that's all right. Uh, people can always Google it. Uh, um, yeah, it was a uh, Dom Mitchison was your producer. I think. Yeah, I was just ch- checking out some of his stuff uh, earlier today. Cause I oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so like his main thing was he was saying was sort of bright, uh, like sort of blending like a. Like a bit of a hybrid between like digital and analog. You got it, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I went there because um, the guitarist on the album, you know, Holly Carter, mm-hmm. she recommended it because she knew I was after somewhere that was spacious because I wanted to record the whole band all at the same time or live. Ah. And so she's like, "Yeah, Malt House is big," so I checked out Malt House, and then it turned out Malt House had closed, and they were building this new place. And so I kind of had to wait a little bit, but I was one of the first in, in that new studio then, and it was huge, you know, it was yeah. great. We could all get in there, no problem. No, like, it really comes across in the sound of the album. It does sound very live and very... sounds really big and warm, but there's so much space in the mix. Oh, that, great, that's what we wanted, yeah. Yeah, that was something that I sort of really picked up on, particularly something like a Land of Dreams, where you're kind of doing like a bit of a... Sp- Spanishy sort of strumming pattern on your on your nylon string, and Holly's kind of weaving with it. And then, yeah. even though you're kind of in the same sort of frequency space, there's so much like delicacy, and you can hear you can hear both guitars really nice, and they're both just really. Yeah, I love Holly's sound. Yeah, yeah. She, the way she plays is is always uh, so complimentary, like you say. She mm. just and all the songs were pretty neat to those guys. Wanted to keep them fresh, like we didn't. Um, we didn't jam before we went in the studio. Really? I met yeah, really. Um, well, I met up with um, Holly and Bill Frampton who mm-hmm. played double bass. I met up with those guys once, a few a couple or a few months before, and tried out a track with them. And I knew straight away, yeah, these guys, you know, they'd be like fine. Yeah. And uh, that was that. And then I met up with um, Ollie Dennison who plays drums. I went to his house and he's got a he's got a shed kind of jamming room in his uh, garden and had a little jam with him so we weren't actually all together until we got into the studio <laughs> and I was just sending them demos of songs from my voice memos that I was working on but I'd like structured them and they'd been arranged mm-hmm. so the when we got in the studio I was going to sing them like that there was like maybe a bit of difference here and there but generally that was how we like prepared for the recording Blimey, dude, that's that that's a lot. I've said something before, but that's impressive, man. Well, that's <laughs> just so it is very old school. Um, I mean, I could, I guess it's like credit to, to you to you guys really, just how naturally you were just able to sort of pick it up and in your own time, and then just sort of like come together on the day and then just nail it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, some of <laughs> some of the songs came easier than others, but none of them were too laboured. And if something wasn't working, come back to it later, you know, just um, 
Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was great, yeah. Dude, it definitely comes across. It all sounds very... It's very sort of... I mean, there's a lot, lot of sort of like different moods you sort of like cover, but I mean, like, the songs that seem to like pop up to me are things like uh, Every Dog I'll Have It uh, Has Its Day and uh, Born To Be Free. It's all very... It's all very, like, uplifting. Oh, yeah. And it often seems like... Because I was reading a few of your lyrics because that was on the... Uh, pack that you sent me had your lyrics attached to it as well yeah yeah which is a detail i really appreciated because i don't have the best ear for picking out lyrics uh, cool uh so it was really it was really fun to uh sort of yeah uh look at your look at your words and it just seems like a bit of a recurring theme if you don't mind me saying it's kind of like sort of like taking on obstacles and kind of like overcoming them and leaving it with a more sort of positive outlook it, there's, there's, you know, there's a line in every dog has its day about uh, uh, gain without pain yeah. you know um, and I think this seems to sort of like represent a lot of the sort of themes that I was picking up on anyways I could be no you bang on I, I wrote a lot of the songs at Christmas time in uh, Christmas time New Year just gone when I had a couple of weeks kind of of space and um, it was great I was just writing all the time. I didn't really go anywhere for Christmas or anything. I stayed local and you know how Bristol, how it's so quiet at Christmas time. Yeah. There was no distractions <laughs> and uh, I knew I had the studio booked. So I don't know, it all started the writing. A lot of it came from there. Some of the songs were from before, a couple of them, but most of them were from that time. And it was the time when I'd started um, doing some Reiki and started beginning some self-healing kind of mm. stuff. And I think it really inspired the the writing, how I was feeling was in those songs. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be quite like self reflective as in like yeah. been through things and then kinda like get onto the other side of it. Mm-hmm. You kinda like look back on it in that sort of sort of light. I mean, I, I might be reaching a little bit, you know, I don't <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, that that uh, the Reiki was something I wanted to ask you about because that features um a little bit in your in your bio on your website. Yeah, it's, yeah, totally changed. My, yeah, yeah, the way I see a lot of things. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah, so ju- just for um, folks that are at home who who might not know what what it is, because I, I I don't think I'd heard of it until like today. Uh, uh, would you mind just explaining it a little, little bit to me and and for the folks at home? Yeah, yeah, it's like um, when well, when they have it, lie down. And but I don't think you have to lie down. Like I'm pretty new to the game, mm-hmm. and I haven't actually been able to see the Reiki master since the start of lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm yeah really new to the game. But it's like um, Reiki master. Like I don't know actually what they do really much. It'd probably be better to ask like someone like Paige yeah. who who does the Reiki on me. I think have uh, what's what's her Facebook thing now it's like holistic um, something but it's like spiritual healing sort of stuff you know and finding out what what blocks you've got or like uh, what's stopping you and how you can uh, make changes Mm. to get back to full power yeah or like get back to your identity whatever whatever you want that's my understanding of it Okay, so it sounds a little bit, um, a little bit like meditation then, sort of like having. Yeah, definitely meditative. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like identifying things that you're not quite happy with or blocks as you, as mm-hmm. you describe them, identifying them and then maybe 
finding a way way around this is that right or am i yeah and uh, yeah yeah there's i think there's a lot to it and like i say i'm like a beginner I'm, i'm a beginner but like i felt the effects of the reiki yeah and a lot of those songs came from it but like i'm i'm new to the game but my yeah. understanding was that i was i drifted from what i could be mm-hmm. and so that was inspiring enough for me to begin with and also quite a lot to take on yeah to to uh, acknowledge that mm. and to realize to begin with i think that was like the first step and and it happened pretty quick and like yeah. i'm probably but i'm probably still there you know <laughs> <laughs> probably still in that place uh, the acceptance mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it's great man really, really I mean, I'm missing it actually to be honest really, yeah, yeah so, haven't been able to do it in lockdown and, uh, um, no. because it's like it's uh, sometimes there's like touch involved but you know you, I don't know if you could do it from two metres away actually I don't know is it quite a, is, is there like a physical element to it or yeah when I do it you're like you laid down the Reiki master kind of puts uh, energy like real close to you, so hands will be like close to your, your body. Okay. And also work in different parts of your body and seeing where there's, where the energy changes or where there's messages or where there's blockages or okay. anything like that. And then um, kind of talk about it after. And then you can, and then I think, I find it's kind of like a, like a jigsaw, you like piece things together. and then, Yeah. You can talk about it and also like look inside yourself and look around yourself and see how then you can uh, make changes with the information that you get. It seems to have had a great effect on you, man. Yeah, I like it. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, no, it's it's great to see, man. And uh, as a bonus, uh, you're getting all these. You've got this great album out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bonus. <laughs> well, yeah, I say bonus because health and happiness if you comes comes first, I reckon. Yeah, but I think it's my songs weren't like this before. weren't so positive. I'd have like some kind of stuff, but um, yeah, I felt strongly about. Uh, communicating a more positive um, well the thing is I am a positive person but in my music it's not always expressed yeah but I'm like a mix you know mm-hmm. like a lot of probably like a lot of performers and like a lot of creatives yeah yeah. like a mix but I don't think uh, yeah but I think with this one more exploring being able to portray my yeah. uh, 
more positive nature for people mm. and also for myself and that's um something that i've been trying to accept is that it's that's all part of it for me as well yeah. to be able to do that for me is uh yeah that i really enjoy that as well so when you say to do that do you mean uh, showing a more positive side or mm-hmm. yeah that's great to hear man yeah yeah so so i mean like um yeah, and I think having like that full band sound, well, I say full band, uh, you know, with um, uh, Holly, uh, Bill and uh, Oliver uh, backing you up, it kind of sort of like having that extra bit of volume, that extra energy seems to sort of like really amplify the, 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 the positivity and the optimism. Yeah, I really wanted to work with, um, be in the studio with other musicians because... Mm-hmm. My first album was like solo, just me, and the second album had more instruments on it. And, but it was all like, um, like tracks layered. Yeah. It was like, yes, yeah, see, that one, isn't it? And I did it all myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is cool, you know, I could go ahead and go and make a record and play everything, mm. which I might well do in the future because yeah. it's quite expensive playing musicians. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get that vibe. Mm, yeah, that, yeah that, that's something I wanted to ask you, like sort of the contrast between like CISO where it is a lot more sparse uh, a lot of songs just like might be you and a, you and your guitar and a, maybe a harmonica maybe there's some upright bass but mm-hmm. um, yeah so uh, what, what, what sort of brought about that that change for just was it did you want to try something new or was it because of like finding people like um, Holly, Bill and Oliver what, what, what sort of brought on that sort of contrast yeah I really wanted to well, you know, I was lucky to meet Holly and uh, Holly first of all, and then mm. uh, I know maybe Ollie first of all, Holly and Bill. Yeah, I really wanted to play with um, musicians who were like on the same kind of vibe mm. m- musically. And when I heard those guys play, then I was like, yeah, you know, these ones, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be good, you know. And yeah, I wanted to um, hear how other people play my music as well. Mm. And I wanted to have the different personalities ex- exploring and, and expressing like my arrangements and melodies. Yeah. So um, am I right in thinking that you've mainly been, up until this point, mostly a solo guy then? Yeah, well, I still kind of am, because mm. um, I just do what I want, you know. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's, it's, you're, you're still definitely Jake Morgan, you know, no, no, no doubt about it, but... Has it not normally been like yourself with a guitar or was it always, I'm, I'm not asking this question very well, sorry Jake. Uh, it's all right. Um, but when, when you're sort of like working and making music, is it often you're looking, imagining what a band's going to be like with it or what other layers are going to be or is it before uh, from the ground up, was it often just sort of like, that's a song, you and your guitar and a harmonica and that's it. Uh, well, I've been I had a band when I was in Birmingham called the Raven Band, and they were eventually more electric. Oh. And that was um, a similar kind of setup: drums, double bass, but electric guitar. Myself and had um, another singer. And uh, similar to like what I've done with from the ground up, I guess like I'd arrive with the songs, show the guys the songs, and then they just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet man, sweet. So, um, I mean, uh, obviously we're not really gigging just yet. It looks like we're going to be allowed to get back to it soon. 
think first of all because it's what they're what they're saying for acoustic music and things like that but um do you do you think you'll be work, working with with uh, with the band more when it's time to start playing live again hope so yeah yeah yeah, 20, well, the album's out on the 25th of August and 27th I'm going to do a show, like an album launching, going to Facebook Live it on my Facebook page, uh, Jake Morgan 1979. So, like, we're going to try and do what we can, just like everybody else, I guess, yeah. just, like, see what you can do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, i got some things to figure out for that. Yeah. <laughs> But there, I know there's like some gigs are happening and mm. some some stuff starting to happen again. Yeah. Um, but I'm a bit out of the loop to be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. I've just I've just been hearing on the grapevine that it's first of August before we can start gigging, which is oh yeah, exciting. Yeah, it's um, exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I don't want to say too much. I'm not the most informed person, so. Uh, <laughs> If you if you want to know for sure, don't listen to me. Please go and Google it. <laughs> <laughs> don't break the rules and then say I heard it on Simon's podcast because I'm not a good source of not a good source of information. Well, I know that they have a gig on eighth of August for Kingsdown Vaults are doing some kind of like all day I think. Really? Yeah. Oh right, you you are you playing at that? Yeah, I'm gonna play there. Yeah. Oh, eight. But I think I'll be playing solo, hmm. but I'm not totally sure at the moment. Oh, sweet. But yeah, I'm playing there. That's exciting. So that's 8th of August, folks. We've actually got a gig to promote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the wine vaults. That's it. Yeah, it might be outside. I think it might be... Um, so hopefully it ain't going to rain. <laughs> mm, yes, that's... Uh, or maybe they got a tarpaulin or something. Um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. Either way, we'll, we're, e- even if we have to stand around with umbrellas over here, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> we'll make it work, man. A little bit of little bit of uh, rain's not gonna not gonna worry us too much, man. So, um, uh, speaking of things that are coming up, uh, you've got a video coming up, but I mean, at the time of release, it will already been released, so it's gonna be a little bit uh, retrospective. But uh, you've got a video out uh, called uh, "Well, uh, Every Dog Has Its Day." Every dog has its day. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's coming out. Yeah, tonight. Today is what twenty. Twenty eighth today. Twenty eighth of July today. This go. This podcast goes live on the thirtieth on Thursday. So 30th. you're listening, folks. It's already out. Go uh, YouTube. <laughs> I'm assuming. Type into YouTube or YouTube and uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You can find it both of them places. Uh, yeah, the yeah. This is the first video of a track from from the album. And it's made by a friend of mine called Melanie Ducan. And uh, I met Melanie, well, I know her as Mella. Met her like, oh man, I don't know how long ago, like 15, 20 years ago. She came over to Litchfield where I, used, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And she came over to learn English. She was from France. And she met some of my friends. And uh, we always stayed in touch and I've been to visit her. And, and uh, she lives on the Seine. Well, she doesn't anymore. She used to on a on a houseboat. This really, yeah, this really <laughs> great houseboat. Hey, it was so cool. Yeah, she's moved since, but she's a video editor, mm-hmm. and um, so she's put together this film that's um, it's got like a tiny bit of me in it, and then it, mostly it's um, public domain animation. Okay. All all uh, about dogs and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so like keeping it in sync with the uh, the chin, and it's really like I've seen it 
few times and like I've noticed how she's matched up certain uh, clips with like lyrics is really clever. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Oh, nice. Um, uh, having some uh, having some uh, adorable dogs in the uh, thumbnails definitely gonna definitely gonna help get those views. Yeah. Like, I, I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, some of them are not adorable as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But like you said, every dog has its day. So that was that was their day that was provided. So yeah, you've done your bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that track is is the last track on the album. And actually, it's the only one that Holly doesn't play on. So there's no electric guitar on it. And she was away that day doing a... Um, well, not the whole day, but she went out for a couple or a few hours doing a um, a therapy, a music therapy session. Oh, wow. With, uh, you know, Louis Creven. Yeah. Yeah. So she was out doing that. And while she was away, we recorded that, thinking maybe she'll add the guitar on after, mm. just like an overdub or something. But... um tried it out it didn't really work so we just left it as is mm. so yeah that's how the every dog has its day <laughs> sounds a little bit different from the rest of the songs yeah well it, it's upbeat as as hell i mean like overall it's an upbeat sounding sounding record but that one's i think that's the uh most upbeat yeah upbeat i thought it'd be like good for a single you know Go check it out. It's it. I, I can't attest to the video, but the video sounds awesome, and and it's a <laughs> wicked, wicked song. So yeah, um, nice one, dude. I'm really excited to excited to see it. Well, yeah, me too. Man. You know, uh, exciting times. I, I yeah, I've, I've, I'm showing out on the social media today to try and get some of our listeners a bit more aware of it. So hopefully, we'll get a Good bit stuff. more traffic. Thanks, mate. Traffic uh, towards you. So. Um, Let's talk about a few, few of the other tracks in a li- little bit more more yeah. detail, if you don't mind. I'd love uh, to. Yeah. I've sort of like a, a jotted down them, uh, a, a few of them. So we talked a lot about uh, every dog has its day. So I think we've we've covered that one. That's too. had its day, hasn't it? Yeah. So um, besides every dog, what what were what were sort of like? I know I know it's always a hard question to to ask a song like, but which songs particularly stand out for you on that record? Right, I like a lot of different kinds of music, but mostly I like I like stuff that that's catchy, that's got a hook, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever kind of music it is, that's and that's what I kind of like to try and create. Is that yeah? And um, I think with um, the track "Land of Dreams," mm-hmm. 
That really stick in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that really stick in my head. And that's one of those songs that, like, when it when it came to me, it, it, I wrote it pretty much in the time that it took, that it takes to sing it, really. It all came at once. It was uh, all yeah. really just, like, laid out. It's about a friend of mine who emigrated to Australia, but also on an, another level. It's about a more, like, um, spiritual or, or mental like uh, capacity kind of going to hoping for a better place a better future Ah. so it's kind of a mixture between the two yeah so it's kind of like a little bit of like the literal and the metaphorical at the same yeah at the same time yeah but I definitely know I was thinking about um, Tommy the guy who did immigrate to Mm. Australia because I was going to see him uh, and it had just been arranged when I'd kind of like just before I wrote that song. So he was definitely in my head. He's a mate, uh, a good old friend I hadn't seen for a long time. And I was like thinking about seeing him again, what he'd yeah. done, you know. Yeah. He always knew what he wanted to do is emigrate to Australia. He did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was in mind. And then, yeah, that one. And I think. Um, well, there's a track on there called Somewhere. I think it's maybe track track four. That's um, that's an older song that I wrote when I was living in London a fair few years ago. And um, I never really played it and stuff. It's it's slower. And I played it when I first wrote it a few times. But I was also in... I eventually was in a jazz duo living in London. So my kind of... Um, uh, my, my performing on my own didn't really happen so much but I was still writing songs and uh, so when I was with these musicians because I knew I could have that country vibe a lot mm-hmm. then I've, some of the songs I chose with the musicians in mind mm-hmm. and some of them are created with their instruments and the musicians in mind to give them um, to be able to use what they've got yeah to the most and so uh yeah, that's why I also chose to do Somewhere. Because, um, yeah, I never forgot it. And it, I really like the the chord changes mm. and the melody. Yeah, so I was really happy to record that one with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something that is interesting you brought up. Because, yeah, I've noticed a lot on uh, your chord progression, say, for example, uh, uh, Sylvia as well, You're often using kind of like these really interesting changes. Oh uh, yeah, some stuff that I picked up from the jazz that I learned. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't know you were a jazz guy as well. Well, I played like um, stuff um, like Billy Holiday, a lot of Billy Holiday mm. kind of songs. But I a lot of them I don't know who they're written by. I just know the songs. Yeah. I didn't get um, too too deep into it, but um, I just learned the songs, you know, yeah. <laughs> which. Uh, which opened me, which introduced me to um, new kinds of uh, progressions and arrangements and, and melodies, and it definitely inspired some of the, like a few of the songs on the on the album. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, like um, yeah, this is often like a bit of like quite like a, an old timey kind of. Yeah, like uh, speakeasy vibe or something. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's and it's got that kind of like these like non these. You can kind of hear a few like chords like poking out that aren't quite in the key signature, but it kind of makes it sound so much more like. 
don't know, intriguing. Mm-hmm. And it is just it's just so evocative, like um like uh going back to Silver, just there's so much like tension in that song with like the chords and it goes to that big chorus where you sing <laughs> Sylvia and yeah, it's just yeah, like um that 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 really uh, struck me when I was listening to it. I think that's a wicked Wicked song, man. Thanks, uh, man. I'm glad you like it. I was really unsure about that song. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because it's... I'm glad you kept it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's like... Well, I don't know what it is, you know? Is it like folk or folk jazz or jazz? I don't know, whatever. It's like I struggle with the genre thing, and as you probably know, you know, there's, all, there's like folk, jazz, bluegrass, country on this album. Mm. And... It might be so much easier for me just to make an album this one genre. I could probably like, <laughs> but, but it might be very difficult for me to be able to do that. But mm. I just do what um, how I feel, and um, yeah, Silvio, I wasn't unsure about it because it didn't feel um, when I sung it. It didn't didn't feel how it sounds at all. But now I hear the recording, um, maybe I can hear what other people have heard. But when I sung it. I never, I never sung this song out on my own or anything. Really? Yeah. And um, this song I'd written, like, um, most of it a little bit before I had all that batch come in at Christmas time. Um, when we recorded it, I think it was, like, one of the early ones we, of the session that we recorded it. And, yeah, Bill Frampton, he said, uh, he said it was a banger. And when he said that, it like, really filled me with confidence about yeah. the song, you know, because I was like, man, if Bill likes it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me um, a lot of confidence with that song, yeah. I'm so in love with you And now I've gotten so much more Cheers, Bill. <laughs> so, like, with the, so, like, um, you mentioned how, like, Land of Dreams, how you kind of, like, that all came really quite, as you said, it took as long to write as it does to, to sing. Is that quite a regular thing for you with, with songwriting? Is it sort of often you kind of, like, know straight away when something's going to land or does it take a little, or does it take a little bit more coaxing or is it a little bit of both? Yeah, a bit of both. Sometimes they just, like, sit there with the guitar and just play and play and play and get nothing. Mm. But I know that it's always on the way to something. Yeah. Or sometimes maybe like like little things are just going to crop up later. And then sometimes you just get everything all at once and you can't yeah. complain. <laughs> I know the feeling, man. It's, sometimes it's plants just align every now and again, don't they? Yeah. And you're just so relieved that you picked up a guitar at that time to... Yeah. Time to catch it. Um, I've yeah. been doing some... Um, 
some gigs, well, like online stuff, mm-hmm. live streaming stuff. I was doing them for Poetry Mondays, which is run by my friend Gabriel Moreno in uh, in London. And he went online with it as soon as lockdown happened. And I was doing some for him, and he's great. And a lot of the events that he does, he loves the theme, you know, everything's, like, themed. Yeah. And uh, it's cool because it inspires people, uh, poets and musicians, to create something for the theme. And did this one called Wasteland. And I was like, oh, I haven't got anything that suits the Wasteland theme. So I'm going to write something. So over the weekend before, I wrote this song called King of the Wasteland. You might have like seen a video knocking around for that one. It's like a 12-bar blues sort of thing. I think that one might have slipped me past. Sorry, Jake. I know. That's <laughs> all right, man. You check it out. Yeah, and that one, it was... Um, I was going to perform it on Monday, and I started writing it on the Saturday... Or maybe a bit on the Friday. And I uh, didn't really know like what was going on, but it was just like it was just a story kind of thing that started mm. to happen. And then before I knew it, I had like 16 verses, and I was like, oh, man, you know, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to perform this on Monday. And I, and I thought, you know, maybe I could just cut it down, make it two or three, because I'm not really one for having the lyrics in front of me. Mm. And in me fact, either. yeah, and in fact, I discovered that... Um, it may, if I ever do have the lyrics in front of me, it actually makes it difficult because I'm not practiced at that. Yeah. So I had all these, like, I had 16 verses of this song, and so um, I cut out a couple that I didn't need it, and then when it came to recording it, going live on the Poetry Mondays online, then I just put all the, all the pieces of paper across my desk, and as I sung it, I had to move across from one side of the desk to the other <laughs> as I was, like, reading it, because I knew it, but there's a lot of words as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that one, um, yeah, King of the Wasteland. I'm gonna put that on my next album. Yeah, nice. Always, always talking about the next album. Yeah, in lockdown, I've been writing, and I've got like a few songs already for oh, the next nice. album. Nice. Yeah, that, that, that's something I was curious about. It's always something that I want to know about uh, songwriters during yeah. during these bizarre times. Is yeah. Um, did you find it? It was like creatively like helpful or. How, 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 did you, how did you find it? Uh, adapting. I don't know, because I've always been, I'm always writing, pretty yeah. much, unless I have, like, a period where, like, I don't know, something's going on that stops me. Then if I'm busy or if I'm quiet or if the the world's in lockdown yeah. or, or it's not, you know, then I'm still, like, can't help it. Songs are still going to be, be, like, calling me. Yeah, so you just keep on trucking regardless. Yeah, you got it, yeah. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I found it like quite... Um, I just guess because like, with gigging, teaching and everything, like running around that I have to sort of do, when I've, I found that when lockdown kicked in, I just had like all this energy that wasn't... That had, I had nowhere else to put it mm-hmm. except for into songwriting, so... I felt like a bit of a creative like uptick for like oh, great. That's the good, first two three weeks. Yeah, at least maybe more. It's hard. It's hard to say, you know. Um, uh, uh, speaking to um, all all the podcasting that I've been doing since since lockdown started, uh, it seems to be a bit of a recurring theme that uh, pretty much all the musicians that I've spoken to have kind of been using it as a opportunity just to sort of focus on the more creative stuff and worry less about. You know everything else that's 
that might be going on. You yeah, know? great. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I don't know about you, but I feel like lockdown's definitely you know, put things in like a lot more perspective for myself. I find myself like a lot more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Which is, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be dangerous if I was any more relaxed. <laughs> Just be lying down on the street, <laughs> getting run over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you've already a- achieved a good sense of Come, you're you're done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely like made me worry less about like frivolous things, and kind of think more about like what's important. Cool, man. So you got new songs as well. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like I was saying, I think like songs are kind of like the bonus to you know health and happiness are the are the priority. <laughs> Wicked, mate. <laughs> and so. Um, yeah, you, you were mentioning uh, genres quite a bit about uh, sort of saying, like, uh, you struggle to save it one genre. Uh, well, I almost said genre then. One genre. Um, I don't really see that as a as a, as a thing to contend with. I, I really like how there's different elements yeah, of, of music going on. Yeah, for me, it's fine. For me, it's fine. It's difficult when I'm trying to uh, get reviews for it because um, I send it to folk places and... Um, Funk places are like it's not really what we do. Whereas um, most people who uh, who know me say, "Yeah, I always think of you as folk, Jake." Yeah. So I find it a little bit confusing. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start sending it to some jazz people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. just send it to everyone, you know. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely. Yeah, I think that's what that's what, what one of uh, one of the things I really like about. Um, uh, from the ground up is it's yeah it's definitely like a folk americana sort of sound but there's like other things that, like you, you mentioned sort of like a bit of a Billy holiday sort of like old timey jazz sort of mm. influence that that comes through and yeah i think that, that i think folky people should be more open-minded to it yeah i think they are i'll find them yeah yeah, yeah the jazz stuff was like um because i mentioned earlier about suddenly how and then, like, Holly played um, country and blues and jazz. Mm-hmm. And because I've been in that, uh, been inspired by the jazz music I learned as, as a guitarist in a duo called Radio Picture mm-hmm. with um, Baia Pierce. She was the singer and I was the guitarist. So I'd learn all the songs to accompany Baia singing. And I can't help it, you know. Then, then I'm just like, I take it all in and. And uh, that stuff ends up coming out in songs of my own, mm. like um, like Sylvia and mm. like Tumbling Down, yeah, and Another Day, mm. and so those songs. Like if I didn't know that I had Holly playing with her like jazz style, you know, yeah. might not have been on there because yeah. I know I had Holly. I was like, well, I can use these songs, mm. and she can take them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think like. Yeah, with, with, with the people you had playing on that record, that just seems just to... I mean, I was really surprised to hear that you, you did it all in five days. It just felt so gelled and together. I thought that was... <laughs> I thought that was the result of, like, weeks of practice. Uh, <laughs> but I, I also, I wanted that because... Um, yeah. I don't want to be... I don't want to be, like, over-rehearsed and, you know, be tired of stuff. Ah. So I tried to make it as fresh for for everybody, including myself. Yeah. So I made the song demos, but then um, I didn't go out and sing them and 
really much, you know, stuff like that. Only when I was like figuring them out. Yeah. So when we would go in there, it's like fresh for. I just wanted to keep it all new for everyone. Yeah. Sweet. So did you sort of like square that approach with Dom, your producer beforehand? Then were you sort of saying this Dom. is how we're gonna, this is how we're gonna do it. Just turn up on the day, mics around. Yeah, Dom's great for me. He was like just the man for the job. Yeah. Because his his vibe is just like, yeah, that sounds fine. You know, whatever, and he'll just capture it. Yeah. And he loves all the imperfections and stuff mm. like that, which is um, part of the warmth, I think, of the yeah. of the record. Yeah. Part of, part of it's how how it sounds natural. Yeah. And stuff like that, and we're, because we record all live. I mean, um, the only person who had headphones on was Ollie, the drummer, mm-hmm. so that he could hear me because I was just playing an acoustic, a nylon guitar. And, you know, I wasn't even, I don't even play it, like, loud there. Yeah. So he had to have headphones on to be able to hear me. Yeah, of course, because, you know, yeah, so your acoustic wouldn't have been plugged into anything. It would have just no. been just completely... Yeah, just mic'd up. Yeah. Holly had a guitar and a, and a pedal steel and a little lamp. Yeah. And, but not even too loud, you know. Mm. Bill, his double bass, just mic'd up. So we was all playing at a volume where, where we could hear each other as well. Yeah. Almost like sitting in in a lounge, you know. Yeah. Playing. No, it definitely does have that sort of very relaxed feel yeah, to the overall sound. That's how it was, yeah, just like that. Yeah, I mean, like, um, uh, yeah, you could really hear the room in there as well. Cause you, yeah, you, you and then... this new place has a massive live room. And... Yeah, it was great. And yeah, going back to Dom, he's... <laughs> He knew, I did kind of say, we want to record live, so he didn't know that. Mm. And also I wanted to record with Don because he had a, an old tape machine. Mm. And uh, we recorded like half the tracks to tape and then it gave up the ghost, the tape machine broke. So half the songs are recorded to tape and half are recorded digitally. Oh, right. I can't really hear, hear, hear the difference between the analogue no, and, I think and it, digital. He managed to... Maybe you got to have... Yeah, maybe you can if you had the... I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's the story of that. We broke the tape machine. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> Didn't know you were one for breaking studio equipment. Oh, you never know. Goes to show, doesn't it? I think it's more like that tape machine hung on for half an album because it was at the end of its life. Anyway. <laughs> so thanks to that tape machine. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, what, what a one to go out on. But yeah, that's thanks to Dom then, if you, th- if you don't notice the difference, mm. and we still got that sound yeah. throughout, that's still credit to Dom then. Oh yeah, no, that, so that's a, if anyone's looking out for a producer, his name's a Dom uh, Mitchison. Mitchison, right? no N. All right, M- Mitchison, yes, right you are Jake, sorry. <laughs> Going down and heading over 
absolutely wicked, wicked sounding album, dude. I'm really Thanks, man. Excited uh, to hear what what happens. Um, yeah, because uh, um, you were my first ever podcast guest. Yeah, when was that? That was back in November. November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems like something. Well, so much has happened and not happened. <laughs> yeah, so much has not happened since. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so something you, you uh, mentioned on our first interview together um, that I kind of like a few people are saying to me oh why don't you ask more about that was because um, so, so something I'm going to re-ask now is uh, when you were living in, in Amsterdam near Amsterdam yeah yeah, uh, yeah I'd just love to hear a little bit more uh, yeah. more about that so, you know <laughs> um, it's just yeah I, I, I was there the October before last and it's the first time I've ever been to uh, been to Amsterdam and yeah so I would just love to know like what inspired the move what it was like living there how it was I mean as a creative it must have been quite a place so I just yeah just love to hear a little bit more about it one I've got uh, three brothers and the youngest one it's called Rex and he used to live in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and he moved them um, to uh, Portland about a year ago maybe over a year ago yeah definitely over a year ago anyway he lived there so I started visiting Amsterdam um, to see him. And that was, um, that was probably about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, something something like that. And whenever I go there, I go and play open mics. So I got to know people, got to know some singer-songwriters and some uh, cool places to go and play, like open mics on boats, you know, classic uh, Amsterdam kind of stuff. Nice. <laughs> and... Uh, but how me moving to Horn came about, mm. which is a city about half an hour away from Amsterdam. Oh, right. That came about because I met a Dutch guy called Daniel Drommel when I was playing at um, Sun on the Hill in Birmingham. Um, God, a long time ago now. God, I can't remember what year it was. But um, I met him there. And he told me that he's got a band in Horn. He told me all about Horn. I was like, yeah, I know Amsterdam a bit. So I'd gone over to meet him and his band and like jam with them, just get to know them, discovered this pub where they all go called uh, uh, Kruge in Horn. It's a brilliant pub. It's one of my favourite pubs in the whole world. It's great. You can just go in there and start jamming if you want any really? other time. Yeah, it's so cool. Daniel now is the landlord of that pub. Oh. And when I lived in Am- near Amsterdam in Horn, so a couple, yeah, a couple of years ago, whatever, I was leaving London and um, I wanted somewhere to go for about six months or something. Mm. And so I just asked people that I know if there's any rooms going anywhere. Daniel was like, oh, you know, come to Horn, man. <laughs> come over here, this will be fun. And so he, one of his friends had a room going and that's how we ended up in Horn. Nice. So I was there for like six months, yeah. In the winter, it was freezing. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> sure um, it was. And this horn is on the Markmere, which is like a massive kind of like lake, sort of like sea inlet. Oh, right, yeah. And Horn was uh, an established city because it used to be a big trade like port. Oh. And uh, there's not much of that happening now. Hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so you've got the Markmere right there and it, used, and it would froze. Oh, wow. In the winter, and it's so beautiful, and it was almost like the waves had, like, frozen, you know, it's gorgeous. <laughs> and also, like, the sun there was really, like, low and really, uh, really bright. Oh, right. 
So it's like kind of like stark and flat and beautiful and serene and, and yeah. people skating in the dikes and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, I really like the uh, how old-fashioned uh, it remained even with like that, you know, the market, really great market with all the people selling like uh, hand, like crafts, stuff they've made. You know, like clogs and stuff like that, knitted, <laughs> knitted character stuff, like whatever, all that kind of stuff. It was great, yeah. Oh man, did you uh, get to do much uh, playing over in Holland? Yeah, I used to play places in Horn and in Amsterdam too. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, what's the open miking scene like in, uh, well, uh, in Horn and Amsterdam, are they? Uh, open mic, yeah, there's a few in Horn, and Horn's a small city. Mm. But it's got a really strong music scene. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's really cool. That's the, yeah. best, that, that's the best one in the city, small, but it's a good music scene. And Bristol's quite good for that as well. Although it's, Bristol is quite big. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this podcast for about eight months and I've interviewed quite a few people from all over the musical spectrum. And I'm just, I just, I'm really just not even begun to scratch the surface about what's going on in this city. <laughs> it's 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 wonderful. I'm loving I'm loving every minute of it. Actually, finding out all <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, but uh, going back, so so yeah. Uh, so were you open micing much then, or what's it, what's uh, it like enjoying the the skating? <laughs> yeah, I was like doing doing some gigs and stuff. Yeah, mostly jamming at the at the Kruge. Mm. having jam nights down there and I was playing more like electric guitar and just like singing with whoever was there or like playing along as well playing some bass and stuff like that mm. sometimes well a lot of the time there was no singing you know if I I don't know it's like a quite instrumental sort of like night I kind of changed that a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to sing yeah um, yeah it's great yeah, I used to go to Amsterdam and do some gigs there and stuff as well. Amsterdam's got a really nice singer-songwriter scene. Mm. Cafes you can go and play at and stuff like that. Really nice vibe. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I got stranded once on the bus on the way back from from Amsterdam to Horn. Oh, no. And it was when there was really deep snow. It was like a really snowy winter. And, I'm, and uh, I was going to see my brother, but I kind of like scratched out because it was... I don't know. I was freezing. I was walking around Holland, and I only, all the time I only had a little pair of like um, plimsolls. This whole winter, I went through in a pair of like white plimsolls. That sounds miserable, man. Yeah, it was a little bit miserable because <laughs> I always struggle to find like shoes that fit me because my feet are like uh, like canal barges. Like. <laughs> so I just had this pair of plimsolls. They probably had holes in them, and oh, I was no. and I was too cold, and it was snowing. The snow was like a foot deep you know where it wasn't trodden on yeah and it was like bitter yeah you're lucky not to have like lost a toe or something man i know and uh, <laughs> i said to my bro, my bro i said to rex like you know like i can't come i'm gonna have to go back i feel like my energy's getting low i feel like maybe i'm gonna get yeah i don't know gonna get the bus back so i managed to get a bus and um the bus took us halfway took us halfway and pulled up at this stop where there was nothing there nothing absolutely nothing not even a garage or anything and it said the bus is stopping here it's not gonna go any further on because of the snow it's too dangerous so what they just turfed you out into the so the turf to sound into, into the, the elements turf to start into the elements and i looked on my map and it was a, uh, it was saying it was uh, a, a two and a half hour walk to 
either way, you know, or like something like that. It was ridiculous. And uh, some people spoke English there, but I wasn't really getting much connection. I was struggling to like figure out what I could actually do. Yeah. And um, another bus turned up and did the same. All the people got off and people people started to get lifts and... You know, people started to leave and I started to think, oh man, am I going to be here for the night? Oh, no. <laughs> and I couldn't get back on the bus, couldn't do anything. And uh, then this other bus driver, he turned up and he was like, we're not having this, you know. He sorted it out, I don't know. Yeah. Bless him, he was amazing, he was my saviour. <laughs> he took everybody who had nowhere to go, he took them all to Horn. Ah. And he made everybody safe that night. Yeah, never forget that, guys. Anybody coming round to find out How did I get free? Look out over yonder My capture came with me I was born to be free I was born Sound like dangerous is getting a left. I know, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're wearing plimps- uh, plimsolls. Yeah, yeah, it was as well. Oh, thank goodness for that guy. <laughs> yeah, good on him. Yeah, you can always rely on, on people to come through in the end. That's something I like to believe in. Huh. So, um, one uh, last little thing I wanted to, uh, to ask you, Jake, um, is um, it's about uh, releasing... Uh, releasing um, uh, from the ground up, which is due for release on 25th, 25th August, am I right? got it, man, yeah. Yeah, 25th August, folks. Uh, yeah. Keep your keep your ears and eyes but There's a couple peeled. of things. There's a couple of things happening before then. Okay. Yeah, on the, the 11th of August, uh, that's uh, the single Every Dog Has Its Day is coming out. So I've got the video coming out, but then mm. the single coming out, 11th of August. And on the, the next week after that, the 18th, the track Sylvia is going to be released as a single, ah. and then the week after the album comes out, twenty fifth. Ah, there you go, folks. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you releasing Sylvia as a single. That's uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. pro- I mean, I, my my favorite uh, songs always change on albums, but Sylvia's probably. If you had to stick a gun to my head right now, I'd probably <laughs> say Sylvia. So. Thanks, man. Yeah, my dad has done um, artwork for that one as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, my dad was a textile lecturer. Uh, that was his career, but he was also oh. has always been an uh, artist in his own right. He loves painting, uh, particularly flowers, and uh, so I just gave him the track, and I was like, "Just do what you want, you know, for the cover, do what you want." And so it's kind of flowers. It's kind of like a bit abstract. Yeah. Uh, really vivid colors, sort of thing, and somehow just like I love it. So um, if anyone gets the track, Sylvia, 18th of August, then 
you can get that artwork by my dad as well, James Morgan. Nice. Yeah, we actually got the same initials because he's James Andrew Morgan. I'm Jake Andrew Morgan, so we're both jam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mate, that that that's got to have, that's got to be planned, surely. I wonder, you know, because my one of my other brothers, Bruce, he's got Bruce Philip Morgan, which is beats per minute, <laughs> BPM and jam. Yeah, <laughs> it's all very musical and very creative. I love it. <laughs> so uh, when the uh, the album comes out, is that going to be in? Uh, so I'm assuming that I got all the albums and singles that's going to be on. Uh, all the streaming platforms like your Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, the gen- general release, yeah, streaming platforms, download sites, but also on my website, jakemorgan1979.com. Okay. Uh, is there any like, tangible release as well? Are you, doing, you, are you doing vinyl or anything like that? I don't know. I'm trying to do uh, CDs so that I've got um, physical copies. Yeah, I'm trying to do the CDs. I'm, I'm getting the artwork done at the moment. I'm not sure if exactly they're going to be ready on the 25th but like if I'm lucky there will be but if not it'll be after but all this all my info the best um, yeah the best thing to do is uh, sign up for my newsletter at jakemorgan1979.com that's um, I love my newsletter you know writing yeah. to people telling people what's happening or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at jakemorgan1979 oh also uh, yeah just you mentioned about uh, uh, people getting signed up to your newsletters am I right in thinking that there's a free track for new subscribers what is it Land you're of right. Dreams you're right yeah you're right Land of Dreams yeah so there you go folks that's a all the more all the more reason to uh, to to, uh, to sign up yeah that's it mate what sort of stuff do you like to write about in your newsletters uh just uh, well at the moment it's all about the releases yeah so, um, yeah, I write when a video is coming out. Then I'll be writing about um, singles that are coming out. Maybe, and I'll probably write about the artwork. And sometimes um, I include like lyrics, like when I give away um, Land of Dreams to my original subscribers because I've recently changed the, the service so that. I wanted to make sure that the original subscribers all got Land of Dreams, so I included the lyrics and what it's about with the track. And so I like to, I don't know, just whatever is incorporated with what yeah. I'm talking about, then mention that as well. Nice, man. Dude. Oh, man. Um, Jake, we've done nearly an hour, dude. Have we? We have. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is brilliant. I'm so happy that I got to hear your album in advance. I think that's it's a really exciting time, man. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, it's really exciting. I'm really looking forward to playing again with Holly and Bill and Ollie. We're going to do that Facebook Live on the 27th of August. 27th of August. We're going to play tracks off the album. We're probably going to play some tracks that I've been writing as well, so it's going to be exciting. Oh, you got some fresh material as well. Yeah, I want to play King of the Wasteland, see what it sounds like with those guys. Mm. Also, I got this song called Love Saves the Day, which I wrote about um, after I'd been invited to go to, you know, the festival here in Bristol called Love Saves the Day. Yeah, I wrote a song with, uh, took that saying and wrote a song about that one, so I might see if they want to play that one as well. Nice. But um, we probably ain't going to get a chance to jam as well. Well, well, well we, we might. I might make a bit of effort and get them together one time mm, before. The rehearsal rooms are open again now. 
Yeah, I reckon I should do that, get them I've together. Been, yeah, I've personally been, been loving it, being able to rehearse again. Yeah. yeah. With the guys, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I, I just can't can't get enough of it. It's just, it just just makes me realise how much how much I've missed it. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, eh? All right, bro. Um, just just before we leave you, where can um, where can people find find your music, and where can people find out more about you? Yes, yeah, so on my website, jakemorgan nineteen seventy nine dot com, Facebook at jakemorgan nineteen seventy nine, Instagram at jakemorgan nineteen seventy nine. That's about it for me. That's all I can handle is those three. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, and you've already got uh, music on uh, on Spotify uh, uh, as well. Just Yeah, yeah. My music, you can find it in all the places. Yeah, all the good places. All uh, right. Jake, this has been brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on. Con- Thanks for having me, Simon. Congratulations on the new album. Folks, it's out 25th of August. The 25th of August and the singles 11th of August, Every Dog Has Its Day. 18th of August, Sylvia, and as you said, 25th of August, From the Ground Up. That's the big one, folks. All right, Jake, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, bro. Nice one. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I did enjoy making it. So as I said at the top of this episode, uh, we are looking to grow our listenership. So uh, if you've enjoyed the show and you think you might know a few people that might enjoy this sort of thing as well, you know, feel free to steer them in our direction. Give them a little nudge in the old SCI way. And just before I leave you, a quick word from our sponsor, which is uh, which is me. So this episode was brought to you by myself and since lockdown I've been giving guitar lessons via video chat so if you would like to learn a new skill during these strange and rather difficult times then don't hesitate to get in touch with me. I've been playing guitar for nearly 20 years and I customise all my lessons around each people's individual's needs and personal tastes in music. So whether you're an absolute beginner or well on your way to a rock and roll stardom, I can definitely help you out along the way. Uh, you can get in touch with me on Facebook or Instagram by typing in Simon Teach Guitar and you can just message me directly on that. Or you can email me at simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. That is simonteachersguitar90 at gmail.com. You can also find out a little bit more about me on my own website, which is www.simonteachersguitar.com. All right, folks, that's all. See you next week.